What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies, and you're listening to the Quick Cage. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelico. And Frank, what movie are you going to tell us about tonight? So tonight we're going to talk about a movie that I have been both wildly anticipating and completely dreading watching for the Quick Cage. Um, that is finally free, um, and not just free for Frank. I think free for most people. Um, 2012's apocalyptic masterpiece left behind mm. um stars alongside mr cage uh chad michael murray and uh nikki whalen um also jordan sparks of uh american idol fame mm. we watched that season yeah we did we did she was good mm-hmm she did a um I Who Have Nothing, right? That was pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um much better than anything that happens in this movie. So Nikki Whalen would go on to star with uh Mr. Cage in was last week? Uh fuck, what was that movie called? The one yes. was inconceivable. Inconceivable, right? Yes. Was that last? That week? was that was that was last week. Yeah, it feels like it was fucking three years ago. I know the past it? four years feels like it was fucking eight years ago or twenty years ago. But yeah, well, the past last week, the past two days, I've aged like thirty. Years. But yes, so I'm dead at this point. Um, I know we're even late on the quick cage this week. I mean, <clears throat> I know I couldn't do it last night. Um, I was like, I was, I was, I was spent. Yeah. So. Based on the series of Christian novels from the late 90s, um, dealing with the rapture and its aftermath, um, for those that are uh, blissfully ignorant of Christian mythology, uh, the rapture is the idea that upon the advent of the end of days, um, everyone who is deemed worthy will just disappear off the earth and go to heaven. And those that are left behind hmm, um, are either going to be like these repentant purgatorians or basically the vilest monsters. Um, So this is the second film adaptation of Left Behind. um, The Kirk Cameron series being the first film adaptation of Left Behind. And that's from the early 2000s. Uh, This is 2012. So like 2014, actually 2014. Right. I'm sorry. A soft reboot of the series, I guess, in so many ways. Um, Cage plays an adulterous uh, airline pilot um, who is caught by his daughter, played by Cassie Thompson, um, getting ready to fly to London on his birthday with his mistress, who's a a flight attendant. Um, She meets Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray is, and I quote, an investigative journalist because he is referred to as an investigative journalist 
no less than 4,222 times. Over Does the he wear a trench coat? No, but he wears a leather jacket with oh. a mock turtleneck underneath it, which is very, very, uh, very chic. Right, yeah, beatnik chic. Yeah, right. like hipster journalist. Okay. Um. So she plays Cage's college-age daughter who's flown home to visit him for his birthday, and he's she didn't tell anybody she was coming, so he's leaving. Um, they're both disgusted by the mother, um, played by shit. somebody real plays the mother. Hold on, I gotta look it up because I forget who it is. Uh, where are you at? Steve, Steve, Steve. Leah Thompson. Uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Leah Thompson. Right. Um. So, fuck, man. Um. Basically, they're both disgusted with Leah Thompson because she's recently become a born again Christian. And is very pro-God. And there's these stories that are told about how, like, natural disasters happen. And these people claim that they're good because God did them for a reason. And no one understands how that can be true. Like, really, the first part of this movie is incredibly well-reasoned and sane. Because it's about, like, how you can't equate an earthquake with the will of God. Mm-hmm. because that's crazy it's just a natural disaster but then when the rapture happens all these people who were non-believers are all of a sudden believers so there's not even really any tension in the movie between like a faction of people that are all of a sudden just like hedonistic like cannibals or something or like non-believers like basically everyone's just kind of like yeah that's probably what actually happened is the rapture Hmm. Um, and they all kind of repent. Um, so really the uh the narrative um push or whatever, like the the conflict in the movie comes from the fact that they're on a flight to London. Nicholas Cage and Chad Michael Murray are and Nikki Whalen are all on this plane. They're flying to London, but they run into another plane, the only other plane in the sky, but they manage to physically run into it which cuts a fuel line, which is draining their fuel and only gives them enough fuel to turn around and get back to New York. Mm. So rewind. That's quite a coincidence. Okay. Right, it's crazy. So rewind a little bit. Oh, and no one was flying the plane. That's one of the mm. best lines in the movie. Nicholas yeah. Cage. I don't know if there was any passengers on the plane, but I'll tell you one thing that wasn't on there. Pilots. Um, it's awesome. Fucking okay, bear driving car. Right. Who is driving? Bear is driving. Mm-hmm. Or not, except no one was driving. God was driving, I guess. Oh. Okay. Um, I want to preface, like, rewind preface all this by saying that I do believe in God, and I'm not, like, one to necessarily mock someone's religion, but I kind of don't mind mocking naked cash grabs based on people's religion, mm-hmm. especially when they're as poorly made and ridiculous as this movie is. Like, this movie is an out-and-out comedy. Like I laughed out loud many times during this movie. And I don't even feel like I was laughing at the movie. I feel like the movie was laughing with me. But that we were both laughing at somebody else that was watching this movie that was not laughing, if that yeah. makes sense. And as, um, a, um, and as an agnostic, because that is probably probably our biggest, like, almost, like, philosophical difference in a lot of ways is, is yeah. probably like that, is... Um, 
I would argue that they're all cash grabs uh, towards somebody's religion. So. Right, right. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, one of the funniest things is, so the rapture happens and it's like someone hit the clapper in those old commercials. <laughs> like uh-huh. there's kind of a, there, maybe I'm imagining this. I believe there was a noise that was just like, like that. And like everyone disappeared. So, um, the daughter, uh, Cassie Thompson, had gone to the mall with her younger brother. And her younger brother's name, I would like to point out, is Raimi. R-A-Y-M-I-E. I know this because I watch everything with subtitles on, so I can, like... Hmm. Um, that is what Wikipedia says, yeah. Yeah, Raimi. Yeah. Um, which is the worst name ever. They don't even call him like Ray or anything. They literally call him Raimi. What's really well, right? It's Ray Rayford Raimi Steele Jr. What's hilarious is the actor that plays Hassad is also his last name is Raimi. Mm. Um, yeah, it's spelled different. I'm looking at that now. Alec Raimi. Maybe that's where they got it from. I anyway, wonder. Right? Yeah. They never call him Rayford in this movie. So if he's known as Rayford, you get it in the credits, and I couldn't. Like once, oh my god! I, all right, I'm getting ahead of myself. So she picks him up to hug him. I know where George and Sparks when is. She, when she picks him up happens to be the very moment that the click click happens, and he dissolves into nothing and leaves his clothes behind. So this is the thing about the rapture, and this is like this is like real. It's, suspect, it's like Obi Wan right? Kenobi, right? But listen, this is really suspect. So they all disappear to go to heaven. So their corporeal forms disappear from the earth, right? But they don't disappear with their clothes on. They disappear naked. So you never get to see heaven. So maybe they went somewhere else. Maybe it's like, maybe there's some like cosmic pervert or something that's into like the super religious and children and just like disappeared all these people. So anyway, oh no, because there's a, there's a, there's a big fat guy that goes too. Basically, if you were in a couple, one of you is staying on Earth. Like, that's the way that it works. It's weird. Like, there's this elderly couple on the plane, and the old man is taking care of the wife who has dementia. The old man disappears, but dementia wife is still there. Mm. So then you're left to wonder, the fuck did this woman do in her past where she wasn't, like, good enough with her fucking aged dementia-having ass to go to heaven, but her husband was? Like, what are these people doing that are leaving them behind? We're Nick Cage. Be, this is a good, oddly. This is going to be a subject we're going to be talking about on the podcast this coming week, on the main podcast. True, right? Um, probably not in this much depth. No. Um, I hope not because I'm starting to get a headache myself. Um, the movie makes no sense. It's incredibly. It's so poorly directed. It's one of the worst scripts I've ever read. It's got music that was, like, written for the movie, um, including, and I'm not going to sing aspects of the song, but I will say that if you have the opportunity to listen to, listen to the music of the closing credits of this movie, you need to take it upon yourself to do it, right, don't because it is one of the most unabashedly almost like sincere to a fault songs ever. And it's completely literal. It's just like, 
the sun has risen and you are left behind. And that's the chorus, I think, or something like that. Like I was making a cup of coffee and I was just letting the movie run and it came on and I literally in my kitchen went <gasps> like at the lines of this song. But I couldn't listen to it anymore. Is this a song called I Wish We'd All Been Ready? Do you know? Uh, possibly. I don't know. That's the theme of the movie. Mm, maybe. Anyway, so long story short, Nicolas Cage and Chad Michael Murray, investigative journalist Chad Michael Murray, um, end up landing the plane on an, a, a strip of highway that's under construction that Nicolas Cage's daughter happens to be close enough to that she can light it on fire so they can see it so they can land and no one dies and everyone's safe. And then they're all standing on the tarmac looking out at the burning skyline of New York and Chad Michael Murray says this is the end of everything and um, daughter says no it's only the beginning of the end it, it, like it's gonna get worse or so I don't know it's a terrible line and that's it and then the movie's over hmm. um, Nicholas Cage that sounds really bad oh my god so I have, and just so you, I've never even seen. Have you seen the Kirk Cameron ones? Any of them? Mm-mm. Okay, um, maybe a tiny bit. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, so I don't know what the guy's name is, but there's a little person in this movie. Um, is that the is that the correct terminology? A dwarf, maybe. Whatever yes. the modern yeah. the modern accepted like ADA parlance for someone who's height challenged, um, who's a racist and a gambler. Mm. So he gets left behind, obviously. Right. Then Jordan Sparks is a mother, and she gets left behind. But they don't really say why. Okay. Um, oh, William Ragdale's in this? Who? William Ragsdale? He's the, yeah. he's the guy from Fright Night, the, the kid. And he was the, hu- the, the, new, the new husband on Justified, like Raylan's. Oh my god, you know what? He might play the um, he's also in Herman's Head, which nobody remembers but me for some reason. Everybody remembers Herman's Head, no one just no one cares. (laughs) Um, I think he's the co pilot, yeah. I see that. He he doesn't get left behind, he goes away, leaving Nicolas Cage to fly the plane by himself, which he does just fine. Hmm. Like, there's almost no like, like drama there, he just. He's like, oh shit, my co-pilot's gone. And then he's just flying the plane, and it's cool. Mm. It's his birthday, though. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It like it's 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 a hilarious movie. It's so bad. It's so sincere in how bad it is. I don't believe that Nikki Whalen or Nicolas Cage are Christians or at least mm-hmm. like practicing Christians because they both like get naked a lot and like F people in movies. So, I mean, obviously they're just there. Oh, Chad Michael Murray too. Come on, man. Like the guy that made his career being like Stifler, right? Isn't that stiff? No, 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 no. He was, um, that's the other one. This is a uh, Logan, not Logan. Lucas. Lucas. Yes. But also, who was he in Gilmore Girls? Years. What was his name in Gilmore Girls? Tristan. Tristan, right. He was supposed to be um, 
I'm pretty sure like the idea of like before um he ended up on One Tree Hill for fucking six years or whatever, um, was that the Logan character was supposed to be Tristan. Like that ends up in Gilmore Girls. Mm. Like he was supposed to like come back, like leave for a season and a half or whatever in season two and then come back in season four when she's in college and it was gonna be Tristan in that like role. I would have actually enjoyed that more. I like Logan though. The kid that plays. Yeah, I like Logan too. Logan's the best part about um the second half of that series. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Someday we're anyway, gonna do more girls podcast, but it's not gonna be tonight. Um <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's like So what's the cage performance like, Jenny? That's who this is all about. Measured, um, sincere. There's actually some pretty decent stuff of like character between him and um him and his daughter and him and his girlfriend who's the um what's it called the flight attendant mm-hmm. um but only i think by accident like not because it's well written or like there's actually good character development just because he knows how to act and he just like can pull it off um right. He cries a little. There's not much histrionics from him, so it's not like what you would expect. I, it kind of looks like he was maybe on Xanax for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, Nikki, I can, I can like, see that. I probably would have to do the same thing. Freaks out like a bunch. Um, she's better in this than she was in Inconceivable. Um, I kind of like her, actually. She's like a poor man's uh, Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of like relate to her a little more because she isn't like built up as being the greatest thing ever. She just, you know, who she is, um, which is fine. Um, Chad Michael Murray is fine. Or is that who it is? Chad Michael Murray? Um, he's fine in it. He's just himself, you know, he's an investigative journalist. Investigative journalist. Does he narrow his eyes a lot? Uh, he's got a camera and he's filming everything. Mm. So I'm surprised they didn't do it as like a um, found footage film. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am too. But he's he's filming everything because he's an investigative journalist. You, I noticed this because I also am an investigative journalist. So I, I can see things that are really obvious. And if I like squint and talk about them, I'm being investigative. You can see things nobody else can see. Yeah. And you know what? We're recording this for we're recording this for posterity, so in a way, I'm a journalist. So, hmm. really, if I had a leather jacket and a mock turtleneck, like, I'd be set. We're going to try to get your press credentials now. You should. You really should. Um, yeah, a Cage performance is, like, a 4 out of 10. I mean, it's it's not a bad performance, and they're certainly, like, it's maybe the best thing in the movie, but it's nothing to write home about. Um... If you look at this movie as intentional comedy, think like the scary movie franchise or the other guys or something. Um, it's probably like a six or seven out of ten. Like you'll laugh a lot. Mm. Um, if you look at this movie as a sincere approach to filmmaking, it's like a one out of ten. Like it's bad. Mm. Maybe if you are one hundred percent aligned, like theologically, like you might look at it as like a two or three out of ten 
like this movie was savaged by critics. I actually like as I was watching it was reading critical reviews of it mm-hmm. just because like I couldn't believe that anybody gave it a good review. The people that gave it a good review were the two dudes that wrote the original Left Behind books <laughs> that said that it was a masterpiece. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody else, like even like Christian newspapers and magazines were like, yeah, this movie's trash. And they're right. It's trash. It's bad trash. It's like the worst trash. Hey, soundtrack's good. So there's sequels to this, but I'm sure it does not involve those characters, right? Uh, I don't think Nicolas Cage is in any sequels to this. I don't know about anybody else. There's 16 books in that series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there's a there's a the third book is called Nikolai: The Rise of the Antichrist. The shit get crazy. Oh, is that's what's worse? So, probably that's what's so worse. Listen. listen. Oh yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like this daughter becomes super Christian because she's going to kill herself, but then her cell phone rings and it's Chad Michael Murray and Nicolas Cage, and they're like, "Yo, we gotta land this plane." And she's like, "Yo, I'm right here. I'll help you land this plane." And then like she's super Christian. Dude, Even okay. like right, I'm, I'm going to read you the, the, the plot description, like the, the first sentence of the plot description, okay? Actually, the first two sentences. Of what? Um, Nikolai? Uh, of Nikolai, yeah. Okay. So the members of the Tribulation Force have discovered that their pastor, Bruce Barnes, has been killed during the bombing of a hospital in World War III. Rayford Steele is quickly called to meet global community supreme potent and antichrist Nikolai Karpathia in Dallas, Texas, to fly him to New Babylon, Iraq. Meanwhile, Cameron Buck Williams and Chloe Steele go to the New Hope Village Church to inform Loretta about Bruce. This is everything that... These characters are in this book, so I'm assuming they have the thought. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so let me say this. Like, I mean, it's just a fucking, fa- it's, it's like a fantasy series. Then if you, if you strip away any preconceived notions you have about Christianity or especially fundamental, fundamentalist Christianity, it's actually a pretty cool concept, like mm-hmm. for being a post-apocalyptic like narrative. The idea that, like, basically all the best people are gone and all that's left are, like, kind of whatever, like the outcasts and sinners of society. And they have to, they're rebuilding society without the benefit of any kind of, like, morality to it. Like, that's a pretty cool concept, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. But the problem is, is that the morality is still there because the trick is that God left behind that. See mm-hmm. certain people on earth. So they could help to make it better or like guide people. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He works in mysterious ways. That's also said like seven or eight times in this movie. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's how the, well, right. I mean, that's how the fucking, you know, uh, hurricanes and the earthquakes and all those kind of things like are are part of it. It's mysterious, right? Yes, very mysterious. Um, I I legitimately think that um, 
that just taken on its own, and they're probably not very well written. I mean, that sentence that you read of description just says like masturbatory fantasy by people that don't know how to write. All right, dude. Like, look, it's it's that old show Jericho. That's what it is. Right, but probably not as clever. Um, probably not. Probably not. I mean, if if you could film this series and just make it about people surviving, I think it probably could be pretty good. I mean, seriously, sure. like, I think the idea itself is is interesting enough that it could sustain, you know, like a few movies or something. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is like, then you'd be putting into it like the overarching idea, which is that number one if you're reading these books, there's still time for you to make that change, you know, and talk to the man in the mirror. Right. And change your ways. Um, that was my Michael Jackson tribute of the evening. Hmm. Um, I don't know, whatever. If anything that the past couple days has proven us is, People are going to believe whatever it is that they want to believe, and no amount of like talking or fact is going to change their opinions. So, fuck it. Go watch <laughs> Left Behind. I mean, it's cool. Oh, Kirk Cameron plays the Chad Michael Murray character in those original movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays um, Buck. Ah, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought he um, it was him and Nicolas Cage were the. Okay. So, in the series, just so you know, Buck ends up marrying Chloe. Oh, they already have foreshadowed that in the first movie. Okay. Because Nicolas Cage says, um, do you care about her? And he says, I don't care about anyone else. And it's like, right, you better for like three seconds. Right. You fuck. Right. Um, That's the other thing, too, is like, None of these people are bad people. Like, seriously. They, so the one guy that gets left behind is a is a good man, but he's a Muslim. So he can't, you know, he can't go to heaven. Oh, of course not. Right. Duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds awful. Um, you want to hear? You want to hear something? Uh. There's something terrible. So the woman that played the woman that um Nikki Whalen plays oh, God, okay. is um Hattie Hattie Durham. I thought you I thought you meant real terrible. I my heart stopped for a second. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not looking at any, I'm reading about fucking left behind me and I think I ain't got no life. <laughs> um she ends up becoming romantically involved with Carpathia. Who does? So the woman that Nicolas Cage was having an affair with mm, that gotcha. led to him abandoning his family to fly to London so he could F this woman. Oh, right. and they had tickets to a U2 concert. Um, that, that, that actually sounds legit. It, it's, it's pretty hot. Um, anyway. She ends up turning bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is it so that Nikolai guy is the Antichrist? Is that right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's Is he that. in that movie? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The movie was meant to set up it. Like I said, it's a soft reboot to the series, or a hard reboot, I guess. A hard reboot of a soft idea. Um, and she's introduced in there because you know she's with him. Carpathia is the Antichrist and leader of the global community, a world government which he ultimately marshals against the followers of Jesus Christ. Mm. He was born February 16th. He died February 16th. Mm. Oh, man. You know where? Guess where he died? New Babylon, Iraq? Har Megiddo, Israel. Do you know what Har Megiddo is? I do know. Yeah, you do. You just watched. We just watched The Omen. Fucking last oh, year. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. Yeah. 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 Right. Huh. Do you know what the you know what the Greek name for Telmegiddo is? Tom what? The no. Megiddo. This Megiddo place? No. It's it Armageddon, Chris. Oh. Is it have K's in it? No, I don't know. Not in this spelling. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's left behind. If only the rapture would just come now. So I don't know if I'd rather wait and see what happens in this election before the rapture or just like get pulled off the earth. Because I think we all know that I'm going to be, um, you know, saved. <laughs> Right. Not me. Not me. Because I've never done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. 1,900 votes down with 16,000 left in Georgia right now. It's got him up in Arizona by almost 100,000 votes. Wait, Um, my math is wrong. It's got him up in Arizona by 40,000 votes. Right. There's like still, there's still like 300,000 left in that state. Jesus Christ. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, because there's, yeah, it's almost like 3 million like total votes and 90% cent. Yeah, that's about right. So it's like 30,000 left. Yeah. Um, he, could, yeah. he could feasibly take Georgia, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. Yes. North Carolina would be tough. but No, he's not taking North Carolina. Forget that. Um, he... He could take Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. I already think he has Nevada. um, If the reports of 90% of the mail-ins are coming from um, the county that Vegas is in, because that always goes blue. So just kind of just assume he has Nevada. So he just needs one more, or he just needs to win Pennsylvania. Um, Well... This is the conversation that's going to leave us left behind, you know. That's fine. That's fine, I guess. I don't know. I mean, where, where else are you going to go? So he only needs Nevada at this point, right? And that's no, the six no. electoral votes? No. Uh, no, you're, you're assuming Arizona's won, and it's not. Like, Fox News and the AP are fucking assholes for calling it that soon. That's, don't, don't count Arizona yet. Arizona's not a lock. I hate your fucking pessimism, uh, dude. It's not a lock. Like it's just not. I, 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 
I'm well read on this film. Come on. Maricopa Maricopa County like leans Trump and there's ton that's where most of the votes are in Arizona. But then Limo County goes blue and there's a lot of votes there too that are uncounted. So it's very possible Trump could come back in Arizona and actually listen, Joe Apayo. Take your Maricopa County and pound sand. Is that where Joe Ohio was from? That's right, right? He was the sheriff of Maricopa County, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, um, I I had a couple of sand bags. I had a, was he? Hmm. Yeah. He was the 36th sheriff of Maricopa County from 93 to 2017. But he lost re-election to a Democrat. Well, yeah, because he went to jail in the interim. Right? Am I right? I'm right about that, right? Yeah, but he was pardoned. (laughs) Uh, So will everybody else be here in the next two months, probably, Frank. (laughs) Um, uh, I had two sandbags that were out in the mudroom. Um... I don't even remember why they were there anymore. I'll be honest. Um, they've been there for a long time, though. But like the, uh, this like the the ceiling on the bags, they just like broke. Well, on one bag broke and just sand just kind of like just fell out. So I had to clean them last week. Finally, after like five months, finally um, uh, of these bags breaking, I, I I got up the energy to clean it up and um, like try to get the bag like you know and like pick it up so like not as much sand fell out and then sweep the sand so I, like, okay. I, picked, I picked it up and then the bottom like the the other side just like busted open um because the seal was you know like loosened on that too so then i just right. had a whole bag of sand in the mudroom um a lot of sand and then like i just like kind of moved the other one to try to like sweep the sand up and by like moving it just a little bit with my foot, like it opened up that bag. Um, but I was able to save it, like kind of, and like only like maybe like a couple cups of sand came out of that bag. Um, but that was like a like an hour long process of trying to like get sand out of that mudroom. Sorry, that's I, what um, when you said pound sand or whatever. Um, right, I wish I hadn't. hey you wanted to know i'm reading about joe arpaio that's super depressing um and that's probably a good place to end um this is this is what happens when you talk about left behind is you end up with sand and joe arpaio he's america's toughest sheriff he was America's toughest sheriff. He's not a sheriff. He anymore. still styles himself as that. Trump's. Never mind. Um, yes. Okay. Left behind. Um, appropriate for maybe a number of reasons this week. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good, it was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was the right call. It so, almost was um, a score to settle. So that's still the sort of Damocles over my head. Um, <laughs> yeah right um where's the line for you if somebody wanted to watch it do you, oh that's right you don't know because it's all i do you. no no no. i know because it tells me um it's on uh 
IMDb TV on Prime free with ads. Oh, okay. So you got to put up with some ads, but they really weren't that. Um, I mean, they gave me time to like. Oh my God! Tribulation Force is free. Is that the sequel? No, no, no. That's the one with Kirk Cameron. Oh. <laughs> that takes place two weeks after the Rapture. It's from two thousand two. Right. Here's the thrilling description. This movie, every movie on Amazon is rated four and a half stars. Two weeks after the rapture, those left behind must band together to form the Tribulation Force, preparing themselves for the worst seven years the planet will ever see in this exciting sequel to Left Behind. Stars Kirk Cameron, Brad Johnson, Clarence Gilliard Jr., Janiya Stevens, Gordon Curry, Chelsea Noble, Krista Bridges, and Lubadar McTuk. I guarantee that dude is the guy that plays the Antichrist. Lubomir Muktik. Almost has to be. Almost has to be. That's like some kind of fucking Superman villain. Muktik. If you say his name backwards, he disappears. I can't believe this kid was called Raimi, and this actor's last name is Raimi. Yeah. It's weird. Bizarre. Crazy. Did you know? So that kid um, uh, that played Raimi, this is this the last thing I, the only thing I got left for tonight. That kid, um, he's 17 now. Mm. And he did the voice acting for the aged 14 Cloud Strife in the Final Fantasy VII remake that came out this year. Oh, that's interesting. He does the voice in the flashbacks. Hey, just so you know, Lubadir Miktik plays Rabbi Sion Ben Judah. Yeah, okay. Um, Gordon Curry plays President Nikolai J. Carpathia. Gordon Curry. Do I know this dude? Not Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Curry. He's a Canadian-American film and television actor, best known for his role as Nikolai Carpathia in the Left Behind films. He was in Puppet Master 4, Friday the 13th Part 8. And Blood and Donuts. I've seen Blood and Donuts. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Shit. That's a lie. I have. I have. Wesley made me watch Blood and Donuts back a long time ago. I don't believe it. I know that that movie. He was in Poltergeist. (laughs) He was in Highlander the Ravens. You've seen him there. Uh, I thought he looked familiar. Actually, I don't know. I, I I watched like two episodes of The Raven. I don't know that show. Come on, quote The Raven. Yeah. All right, we're done. You don't even know what The Raven is. I do. You made me watch an episode of it. No, I did not. I did not. Oh Frank. no, you made me watch episodes of Highlander that she was in. Well, and she was in, yeah, because she was a yeah. recurring character. Yeah. And then you told me there was a spinoff, but we never watched any of it. So you're well, right. right, right. But I knew who she is. Do you know who plays the guy that helps her solve crimes in that series, though? Like, in her series? Lubadir Mjuktuk? <laughs> it is not. It's Paul um, Johansson, who um, played Dan Scott, who is one of my favorite worst villains of all time on One Tree Hill. So I brought it back around with Chad Michael Murray again. Good job. All right. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>